Organissima New York. Your exotic skin, hair, and beauty source, and your one-stop shop for all your natural and organic skin and hair care. Featuring authentic organic Moroccan oil and prickly pear seed oil and much more. Bringing you only the best, straight from the source and proudly produced in the USA. So what are you waiting for? Shop today at www.arganissima.com. Arganissima, New York. Your beauty is our duty. Folks, welcome back to the iHealth channel. iHealth Radio with your host, Hurricane Age. A new day, new show, new topic. Uh, an excellent topic, a topic that I've been wanting to actually have a guest on to discuss with us and bring some value and insights about this. Uh, it is a serious topic, and uh, it is important to know and be aware of. Uh, and, uh, you know, with me is a, a great motivational speaker who actually does really double with this particular topic uh, uh and and he knows it best and he understands it and he is putting the awareness out there and today we're going to do that hopefully we can bring some awareness to the topic and, and it's not a secret we're going to talk about it it's autism and uh you know not only is a motivational he's also a speaker he's also an advocate and i think that's important because he has that drive he has the mission and it is not a simple process to deal with autism whether it's you or your family or someone it is it is and there's a lot of stigma there's a lot of stuff that goes on and we don't even understand autism well enough at least not the most of us and um i personally do have uh you know someone that's close to my my me that has autism so i know a little bit about it but certainly we want to know more from someone who actually does the work to advocate so without any further ado uh jimmy claire did i get it right Yep. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, yeah, you know, I was, I was trying to, like, you know, is that, is that the right way? Yeah, okay, yeah, without, I figured it out. So that's good. That's good. So, Jimmy, welcome to the show, man. And and I really appreciate the opportunity to come on and and talk to our audiences and and talk to me. And I really want to learn more uh, because it is something important that we need to understand how this thing works and uh, what it is. Uh, what we can do to help and all the good stuff and also just create awareness out there in the world. I mean, there's a lot of education out there that I, I hear there are months, you know, that are dedicated and there's times of the year, but, but we need to know about these things all, all day long and every day. Uh, and, and so, so first things first, Jimmy, tell us about your story, how it began. I know before you got into the business of motivational speaking and doing this work, you know, you had to deal with some stuff. Uh, and so let's talk about the, the birth of Jimmy to today. Uh, well, when I was growing up, I was really shy. Uh, I, I try to keep, well, I, I didn't know I was autistic when I was growing up because my parents, my brother, my cousins, and all my extended family never used the word autism around me. And mm. not because they, they were ashamed, but uh, just because they didn't want to treat me differently. They didn't want me to feel treated differently or anything mm -hmm. though that they make my any of my schools districts not treat me differently i kind of felt like they went down their way just to make me feel different and not very welcome in the community and the reason i brought that up is because just i'm still in my school district area 
uh, and I saw a some kind of a postcard or a magazine that they uh, send out to everyone every single school year. And it's like, we include everyone. It's like, well, you did a hell of a job when you, when I was in school. And it's like, you, it's like, you did not include me in whatsoever, anything whatsoever. And, and I'm, and I get it that things could change. And it's been uh, 10 years since I was in high school, but I kind of still hold a grudge a little bit only because uh, let's see, they, it, it took a hundred plus times for them to, uh, to, well, you know, before I get there, uh, when, when I was growing up, I had like, I had to overcome nine year surgeries mm-hmm. and because I was deaf in this right ear and uh, I had a clusteotoma. I can't really explain explain that one to you it's basically kind of like a rope think of it as like a roadblock blocking <laughs> traffic etc but this is just blocking sound and everything and uh i don't know the medical terms and knowledge since i'm not a doctor uh, okay but they <clears throat> uh i i didn't have all nice nine surgeries in one sitting it was over a couple of years and my last one in 2012. And and I remember my parents were always worried that I wasn't going to be able to talk or walk at a certain age. And I remember my well, my mom told me uh, her friend's husband said to her one day when she was taking him to chemotherapy, don't worry about Jimmy never ever talking because one day he'll never shut up. And he predicted the future because I haven't shut up since. <laughs> I, I've been on my soapbox for, uh, I'm 29 years old. So I've been, uh, yeah, I, I've been on my soapbox for 29 plus years. So, uh, and I always remind my parents, it's like, I gave you a few years, I gave you a few years for uh, of quiet. Now I'm just making up for the time. <laughs> uh jimmy i love it i love it well first of all thank you for sharing that i mean i i think um i'm listening to you and 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 the attitude that you have and and just the perspective that you have i think is unique and um you said a few things in in in, in this couple of minutes and one is you know just the the ability your, your family and how they they felt and you know more or less and and how they try to kind of deal with the, the autism fact and uh, again from a parent's perspective i can't speak to it personally but i can or well, i could to a degree because again like i said i have someone that's close to me uh in family mem- you know member that that does have you know autism and i know how it is and 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 some the difficulties that come with it and uh and it, it's it's difficult right but but what you said is about you're going to school and and not getting the same fair shot as most would do would have uh, you've gone through some bullying i do i did read about that and it is you know something that we would like to address today because i think people are sometimes very not not very sensitive to to things and to people and to their feelings and to their conditions um and that's the other thing you know you were in i'm assuming in a regular school and but you were not getting the same exact I guess treatment like uh, another child, another student, equally activities-wise, whatever it is, 
and that shouldn't be the case. To your point, it is a statement. Everybody's equal. Everybody gets the same treatment. But you felt it firsthand, and that is not something that's acceptable. That is not something that I think we should just you know take light of, because I think we need to put the word out there, and we need to be aware of it, and and we just have to push more that no, you shouldn't feel different. You should be, uh, in, you know, really included uh, in in all the stuff, and that's not easy. But I think systematically it has to change. I know some depends on the area, depends on the schools, depends on the counties, depends on even the states. You know, there's different things. There's a lot of places where it's more, you know, uh, acceptable and more like, you know, inclusive. There's other places probably not. Again, I'm not the expert on this either, but uh, the idea is that we need to, at least from this platform, share whoever's watching right now listening, you know, uh, you, we need to be uh, more aware of things. We need to be inclusive. We need to be helpful. And come on, guys, you know, the bullying business, it doesn't really work. I mean, it's... Uh, and we've covered a lot of bullying in previous shows, you know, with, with psychiatrists and things. Uh, it us, it just impacts people and and everybody in the life is going to go through it to a degree or another, sometimes just because of whatever it is. Uh, even if you're not suffering from, let's say, autism or any other stuff, there's bullying that happens every day for culture, for religion, for, you know, sickness, for all kinds of stuff, right? People are just sometimes brutal, unfortunately. And it actually, it hurts me to, to just to, to think about it really, because I don't like that. I was bullied too when I was a kid, so <laughs> I can relate to that. Uh, and it, it was not because of anything. I was just too short, too skinny, and people made fun of me. <laughs> I was also the youngest, you know, in my, my classroom. And so that was not helping. You know, it's different circumstances, but bullying remains the same. It stays with you for life and it does impact, you know, how you deal with things. Uh, and yeah, to a degree, there's a grudge. Uh, we deal with it differently. Uh, what I love what you did is that you were able to overcome. You were able to actually become a voice for people that maybe today going through it. And that is actually admirable. And I think that is uh, just beautiful. So, so I want to thank you, you know, for the work you do and, and for just being out there and talking. And I love what you said about you, you had a quiet few years and then you make up, you know, the difference now in talking and you're doing the podcast, you're doing this, you're doing the talks, you're out there, you create a company, you know, for motivation, uh, to advocate. And that is also in itself, you know, just a success. And I think that's another thing. Most people, uh, you know, autism, do they have a fair, you know, share, can they do the same? That's the part that, you know, that's amazing. Uh, you know, as far as I know, autism is a lot of stuff, you know, and there's a lot of spectrum there and there's different levels and some, some are extremely, extremely, you know, smart and, and intelligent and do a lot of stuff and they do, do tremendous stuff in the world. And, and we don't even understand that. I mean, I actually, I try to get some experts on the show to actually talk like from a clinical perspective. And I still want to, you know, shout out to everybody out there that wants to come on and explain to us autism and talk about it and all that stuff. We'd be more than happy. And actually, maybe Jimmy, you can come on that show too. And then we can have the perspective from both angles, but we want to do that. So, so that being said, now let's talk about that experience when you were uh, going through that bullying phase and everything. Uh, what was your how did you deal with it at the time? I mean, I know it wasn't easy. Uh, what were some of the things that you've applied, or at least maybe through your family, through your own, uh, to help kind of revamp some of that, or at least, you know, push it out until you were able to get through, get through high school and college and all this stuff? Well, the, uh, because I got bullied for eight plus years uh, and it was hell every single day going to school, it was times where my parents had to drag me out of bed because I didn't want to go. Uh, and I also got to a point where 
Uh, I became very depressed in a dark place. I absolutely hated school. I uh, and and wasn't and it wasn't just my it wasn't just a few bullies. Like I said earlier, the district was also somewhat of a bully as well. It was uh, in elementary school. I don't know if this was legal or illegal back then because you know laws have changed and whatnot, and and I didn't understand laws back then. I mean, like I was in, well, I was eight years old, and <laughs> I was like, all I thought was, can I have at lunch and can I leave, and and plus recess, but uh, but. Uh, but d- during elementary school, I I, I remember I- I'll admit I did some stuff that I'm not proud of, and but for some for people who are listening, you need to understand is that there was like three or four different adults working with me at a time in the bigger classroom, and. I got overwhelmed because I was like, who would I listen to? This person, this person, this person, or this person. And and it was not consistent either. There's sometimes it was all four of them on one day. Mm-hmm. And then weeks later, just one of them. And then some of them are just none of them. And um and, and nothing was consistent. And people on the autism spectrum likes consistency they like their schedules they like to have a routine well i remember my school calling up my parents and i remember my parents arguing back with my school because i was on both ends of the phone (laughs) at some point or the other and i remember my parents saying it's like gee you don't know why jimmy is not cooperating with you and it's like you're not even telling him when stuff is that is going to happen, like fire drills. I didn't like that loud noise. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'm not, and, and I'm not saying like all loud noises affected me. Like I can go to an ACDC concert and not be affected, but it was like a really high pitched and annoying noise or someone yelling at me. I can't stand it. And there, but, but, to my point, there was uh, there was times in elementary school where I got very frustrated. I tipped over desks. I tipped over chairs because I didn't know what was going on. Everything I just because everything was all over the place. I felt like my world was kind of collapsing, and I, and I know it wasn't like totally collapsing, but at the time when I was eight years old, it was like. I don't know what's going on anymore. I'm getting dragged out of this room. I'm going to, to this room. I'm going to that room. I, I don't know what the hell I'm, what's going on. And, and and my school thought it would be a good idea to take me out of the classroom uh, to settle down. So, and which would have been okay for me, but doing so, they took me to the and this probably explains why I absolutely hate the color white in any room that I go into, because there's this, this uh, 
they took me down to the nurse's office. There's a white grayish bench. Oh, well, not really a bench, but it was like one, you know, like, and sometimes you see them, there's TV, like, for instance, Family Guy, like that, that in the therapist's office, that, like, I don't know, like, there's that little couch, little mm-hmm. thing. Not like a full couch, but just like the, with the pillow on it, I guess. I don't mm-hmm. know uh, how to explain it, but, uh, but everything was just white in the room until, and the point, and uh, when they put me in there, you know, as I still wasn't selling down, they used restraint on me, and uh, they pull, they, they put, they put my arms across my arms in front of me and pulled from behind. My t-shirt, my t-shirts got stretched out. I had marks on my arm for a few days. My parents told them to. St- demand them the school to stop again i don't know if it was legal or illegal back then but what i know now is that it's actually legal and illegal in uh, 20 states i don't know what happened to the other 30 i think they all fell asleep while they were well both sides were both pointing fingers at each other i guess it's an exhausting job if they even do anything i'm not sure uh not playing politics or anything. To be honest, I hate them all. So, uh, and but fast forward, they there is uh, in middle school, uh, I, it became a war zone for me because I have spinal stenosis in my neck, and not to offend anybody, but I'm gonna call whoever was before me in my class. And middle school, there was this idiot, and I'm going to say idiot because the person created this game for slapping necks. And I'm like, I don't know what the game was called. I don't know what the point was the game of it. But, you know, everybody, my neck is very delicate, but because of the spinal stenosis, and I remember my doctor, my neck doctor, when I had one, I'm still looking for another one. Uh, But there, uh, he explained basically the spinal stenosis. uh, It's the spinal cord. No, the spinal cord was uh, kind of resting on the uh, no, I'm sorry. The the spine is basically uh, pressing against the cord. I always keep mixing them up. Uh, and but basically it's tight, so it's hard for me to move my head left and right and up and down. Where you can make it like probably a very full twist in my my body. I can't twist. I can do a little bit, but if I stay there too long, I get all dizzy right. and lightheaded. I'm like wonderful. And what he explained to me. And I know I'm jumping around a lot, but this person, uh, my doctor told me, is that he says there's only a, and this was like years ago. He said there's only a one percent chance of it to be successful. And what they would do is they would take a rotor rooter and to open up the spinal cord to to have more movement, but it's only a one percent success rate. And I was thinking that 
And it's like, let me know when it's 99% because it's like, I don't like that freaking odds. <laughs> no, no one's going to go with a 1%. I mean, that's not, uh, maybe today there are some, some potential opportunities other than surgery. And I, you know, I've had a few guests that do different things about, you know, neck manipulation from a chiropractor or, or different physical therapy. Again, uh, I'll set, share with you some connections. Maybe you can have an opportunity to talk to them and there's, there's that. Um, and, and by the way, Jimmy, you're not all over the place. I think you are really talking about the core of your experience. And uh, by the way, uh, you spoke about somebody slapping your neck. I mean, I, I'm much older than you. And frankly, that 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 tradition, uh, apparently that game's been in, in existence for quite a while because I was also subjected to it, <laughs> you know, back in the days. Well, I didn't know how far the game go went back. So I, I was just guessing. <laughs> no, so no, was... no. But I'm telling you, it's it's that old and it's it's idiotic and dumb. And you know what? These, these, these fools, sometimes they don't realize what they're doing because they can damage somebody uh badly and uh, again in my world i i when i got to that degree i eventually you know my parents decided to put me into martial arts and that kind of gave me a whole different approach and, and again i don't think you i know you've done done some work and, and working out and gym stuff but that was kind of like my way of dealing with it you know with that whole nonsense and uh you know it helped a little bit in terms of like you know getting uh better in terms of how i dealt with the, the situation but it is not appropriate uh, you know, you you spoke about the system and and how you were treated with the, in in the school by the staff, and I think that's another thing that would not be tolerated today. In most of the, at least in in, in my area, in my state, and by the way, I think you're in Jersey too, right? I'm in Pennsylvania. But oh, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Was this in Pennsylvania, in Jersey? By by the way, this, uh, this. my uh, this is all in Pennsylvania. There. Okay. Uh, yeah, I grew up in it. I was only in New Jersey for a short amount of time because mm. I was born in 1993. And then we moved in 2002. And then I've been here for 22 years. Right. Which well, is so scary as hell. <laughs> time flies, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but, 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 Jim, I tell you, so, so I, you know, in, in today's world, uh, a lot of the stuff should not be tolerated, should not be accepted. We should be vocal about it. And I, again, I admire the work that you do because going out on podcasts and talking to different people and having your own uh, talks and, and your own company to 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 talk and motivate people that they have autism or even not, because I think what you're doing right now can help a lot of people be aware regardless and speak up. And you're right, it's not enough. Uh, we don't hear about it, maybe occasionally, but it's not. There are some community there are groups and so on and so forth that are out there, associations, uh, but is it enough? I don't think that's the case. And, uh, you know, but no one should get away with stuff that they did to you. And, and I mean, you literally were like being a hostage, you know, being, you know, wrapped up. And that's not, that's not even, I mean, just the visual of it doesn't sit I'm, as a, as a parent, I would, I would go nuts, you know, for my kids, if somebody did that to them, uh, I mean, I'll go really bananas, <laughs> you know, I'm stating that's not acceptable. And, uh, I know your parents probably did whatever they had to do. Oh, to they did. To be honest, if I was a parent and my kid was going through the same thing, I, and the school wasn't doing anything about it. I put a lawsuit on the school's head, and I was like, and "I was like, this is dangerous. This should be banned." And it's like, and whoever does this kind of stuff should get a fine up to, uh, I don't know, say twenty five thousand dollars fine. Uh, yeah, I don't think those families would be boring. Sorry, I'm not picking out. I'm not saying it might, it might not have anything to do with the parents, but you know what? 
Well, I, I, Jimmy, I can tell you that they should be banned from from working in a school system if they did that. I mean, that's the first thing. And of course, they should have heavy fines and, you know, maybe losing whatever license they have, because that is not acceptable. When we send our kids to school, uh, we send them and we trust the system. We trust these these teachers and the, the, and the, the administrations of these uh, particular facilities to take care of our kids. They are our rules. They are our, you know, blood and we love them. And when we give them, you know, our children, we expect to have a, a, the right treatment for them and not you know uh, we're not sending them to actually corrections i mean even a correction facilities people are treated you know with, with decency so that's that's not completely and then by the way it doesn't matter what decade this happens you know it should it should be just completely stopped and people should be aware of it and the more we talk about it i think the more people can have uh you know uh a little bit of an impact here and maybe someone can do something about it from to your point from the legal aspect write, write a bill folks out there you know if you're a legislator you know, uh, this is this is important. Uh, there's so many things that we need to be doing and different angles and the news, the media, everybody should be talking about these things. <clears throat> and like I said, I mean, and I, by the way, Jimmy, your story is probably happening today in a lot of areas and just people are not saying anything. I mean, there's so many things that go on behind the scenes that no one knows about or maybe unless it goes to social media, it gets viral. Nobody's hearing about it much. Uh, and sometimes we also, as parents, we try to keep it under wrap because we don't want the big media, the news and to be on the spotlight. But there is that. I mean, maybe if we did that, you know, enough, I think people will be more aware and more <laughs> scared to do bad things and and they'll treat everybody with respect. But, you know, that's not especially knowing your status, especially knowing you, what you had to go through and your person and, you know, uh, the, the fact that you had autism and stuff. It shouldn't have been, I'm assuming that was clear to them. It's not like a secret. You said it, they had, you know, you were getting a special, you know, form, you know, a format of, of education. You had four people that were supposed to be taking care of you. And again, that's the other thing. There was not consistency there. Knowing that's a program, these programs are run and they're, they're, they have some, some regulation to themselves. They have some systematic stuff that they have to follow. And it's not just ad hoc, you know, business that they do. I mean, these are like the IEP programs and things like that. There are special classes dedicated for folks that may have different spectrums or without even autism. They People have sometimes, uh, you know, just low understanding or different levels of, of uh, uh, you know, accepting information and in and, and, and the education level, it may be different and varies. So so it changes from one person to the other. But, you know, to your point, where you're in, in, in a small class setting, uh, when you're a special education, you know, system, uh, you have to be treated differently, and that's understandable. But again, people sign up for these things. Parents sign up for these programs to help their children, not to get their children bullied or abused. I mean, that is not completely not, that is. There's no acceptance to this level whatsoever. Well, the the, the other bullying came from the uh, the, the four uh, kids that bullied me. Two of them were in the mill. Well. All of them were in my middle school and high school. Mm. In middle school, what I what I did, I I, I skipped uh, taking the bus at sometimes because one of the boys were on my bus, and so on the way home I was getting bullied, and I was like, "This really freaking sucks," and so I, I made the excuse uh, to miss the bus and call to call home. I lived only like less than five minutes away from my house i could walk but in the cold months it's <laughs> i mean it doesn't get to minus 40 but sometimes it can go down to the teens 
and single-digit numbers mm-hmm. uh, sometimes. And my parents didn't want me to walk home by myself. Uh, uh, and so, and I was only in middle school, so uh, if I was in high school, that would be a different thing, but uh, I would have to cross the street, etc. And but to more to my point, uh, so my so when I uh, when I skipped missing the bus, my special education teacher at the time, she knows something was off, especially because I like my routine, and she knew what to look for. I, I unfortunately she didn't buy my excuse, but she let slide. But the second time she caught she caught my BS right in, in a total lie, and she uh, and I know lying was is is not good, but I didn't want because the bullies made me feel like the uh, asking for help is a sign of weakness. I said, "Well, how can I avoid showing weakness?" And it's like so I decided, let me do something that is totally out of well, not who I am, mm-hmm. and uh, do something that's not expected of me, and uh, and then maybe that person will come to me and say, "Jimmy said something wrong," instead of me going and asking for help. It was just kind of—I wouldn't say a game in my head, but it was just like, "How do I go around uh, this situation?" Mm. And so finally, she caught she she. She cornered me, not like in a corner, but she just like she wouldn't let me call my parents until <laughs> I until I tell her what's going on, and she was totally furious. Not at me, but because I told uh, that my the assistant principal in my middle school about all these the bullying, and I have to tell you, I, I'm. I kind of wonder if he, he, he was like high on weed or something because he was, uh, I mean, uh, I, he didn't smoke. I, I could, I, I can, I can always tell when someone's a smoker because their clothes smell, all their breath smells, the room smells and everything. I mean, again, no offense to anyone who smokes or anything, but I mean, it is completely obvious. No offense. Uh, but but I mean, they can smoke all they want, but not yeah, not, no, in, not I mean, in a school where you're actually taking care of children and 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 and, and kids, you know. Not well, I mean, this person honestly, the the reason why I say that, I mean, he he wasn't smoking, but 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 the reason why I say that humorly is because he always said, "Oh, bullying doesn't exist in this school." And I'm like, really. It really, maybe step out of your two by two foot office, you would uh, see it more. And and because like the the head principal, she always walked around and she knew what was going on. But this guy, he was like totally full of himself, and it's like you you must be fooling yourself or something because and it's like it, it exists. And it's like but maybe not in your own world in your little head. Well, well, Jimmy, I, I have to say, I mean, you're talking about, you know, two decades plus ago and, um, you know, there's, there were not, social media was not the, the big and people didn't have those smartphones then to actually like, right now everything's get you know, everybody's like happy to get with their phones, right? That's one. Two, 
you know, bullies are smart enough not to do this in front of the principal or the assistant principal and, and, and in public. I mean, now you get some crazies, they go, they do that stuff in the hallways, whatever. But, but really it's different. Uh, especially high school is, is, is probably crazier, but, but, but you're right. It, it's, you know, obviously if he walks or she walks around, they're not going to see all that activity. That activity well, is, she, it's in the bus. Has, but she, she, but she has though, she saw it multiple times and she oh. told them to stop this assistant principal. There's three, there's the head principal and two assistants. One of the assistants was pretty good. The other one, not so much. And, uh, but to my mom, to my point, uh, it took him like a hundred reports to finally go do something. And between my mom, my special education teacher, my guidance counselor, even the head principal, she even had to go say something to the assistant principal. I was like, holy freaking, does this guy do anything all day long or what? And, I mean, again, I was, uh, I don't, I forget what age I was at the time in middle school. Uh, but, uh, and, but yeah, you'd be early, early teens. I mean, like probably yeah. 12 or 13. Yeah. But, but, uh, and obviously I didn't say any of that at all. But I, I, I just want, I, I, sometimes I wanted to say to him, I was like, wait, you're a freaking idiot or what? Again, I didn't say that. And, uh, there was a few other things I may have said at the time uh, to him, which I shouldn't have said. I don't remember what I said, but uh, Jimmy, I'm sorry. No one should, you know, you shouldn't take, you know, uh, uh, you don't have to excuse yourself or like, you know, apologize for that. I'll tell you that much because you were literally a teenager, a kid. And um, in that situation, you know, you were, you had to deal with it the way the best you knew how to deal with it. And frankly, uh, you know, anybody listening right now, you're not being judged for what you said and whatever, because because they should have known better how you were dealing with, you know, what we what you were dealing with, first of all, and how they impact. Because you mentioned very powerful things, Jimmy, right now. One is the fact that you were getting depressed. Two is you didn't even want to go to school. You were forced to lie to prove that you actually can deal with the situation and that you're not, you know, a weakling and stuff like that. You know, you shouldn't have never been, you know, in that position to, to start with, right? And, you know, for all audiences right now, if you have someone that you love or friends or whoever it is, or even people that, that might go into through the autism or any other type of, uh, any other type of, uh, you know, situation that they deal with, you know, that, that prevents them or makes them different from, you know, let's say the, 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 the standard, well, I guess the population in the school, you know, we shouldn't be accepting these, these behaviors and we should not actually just uh, surrender them. We need to be more vocal about it. And we need to understand what the ramifications, you know, and and how that damages, you know, the mind of, of especially a kid. You know, this is the part where you're vulnerable, you don't know, and you're afraid to go to your parents, tell them stuff. You're afraid to go to school. Th that's a problem. You know, you should not be afraid. You should not have to lie. You should not have to actually feel for your life and get depressed and don't even want to go to school. You want to be fully aware that you want to love to go to school and learn you want to love to actually have a life and happy and just be like you know everybody else happy times right you know you don't want to be like you know i'm the marginalized kid or always being you know on the corner and one you're being treated wrong by the kids in your age group and then you're treated bad by the staff that is not fair at all i mean uh so so jimmy no excuses no apologies man <laughs> well and then Fast forward a little bit. In high school, 
those bullies followed in my age group, but they left me alone for the most part. But then I got I got to know three more bullies, which is was great times, not. And uh, so finally in 11th grade, after discovering P90X, which was a program from Tony Horton, uh, also from Beachbody, I, uh, I, uh, I lost 30 pounds with uh, P90X. And I remember I had to get a whole set, whole new wardrobe set because nothing fit me anymore. So I had the confidence to stand up to the bullies when I was in my math class. I waited till last 10 minutes of my class because my friend who was in a, who's in a wheelchair, she, uh, she was, uh, she sometimes bumps into the door frame because these door frames are like this. Mm-hmm. And she was in one of those wheelchairs where that's electric and, uh, and the joystick is harder to steer with. And I wouldn't, I would sort of kind of know because when I, when video games first kind of came out for computers and then, uh, 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, my brother and I got this game, a Star Wars game that was with a droid stick, and it was the most annoying thing to use. And like, I, I remember not- Atari, they or they had those. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's not like these controllers that with the with the small little droid sticks now. It, it was just just one big giant in the middle. I know, and, and it was and, and it was like it was hard to steer, and it was like. Come on, you stupid ship! Go this way. This freaking thing doesn't freaking work. Uh, uh, but, but then, um, and uh, so the bullies laughed at her when when she was leaving the classroom, and she bumped into the door frame. And I was like, "How's that funny? It's not." And like, I like to see you drive one of these freaking chairs around because I know I couldn't. Uh, and especially for this small little door frame. And so I got pissed off in math class because all my teacher could say, uh, and I feel bad for him because uh, uh, because I knew he was doing his best and whatnot. And I liked him, even though I hated math. Uh, <laughs> but I'm, and they he... He just told them to knock it off, and it's like, well, how many times have you told them this just this year alone? And this was 2011. And I'm like, and it's like, how many times have you told them to knock it off? And it's like, they, they haven't done that by now. So I took matters in my own hands. Now I decided to do math class because I didn't want to. Uh, I, I wanted witnesses. I didn't trust the security cameras in my school especially because uh you know this t- those uh, TVs and movies shows where like when you there's security cameras you you, you you have seen an office with or with those big TVs on the walls well I've I've been literally in every single part of my school it was either because I was uh 
misbehaving or whatnot, but I'd never seen one single security feed of cameras anywhere. And it's like, where does this go to? Nothing? Is it just decoration? I was like, no, my freaking school is probably decoration. And uh, so, and so basically, I decided to take my so I, I did so I stood up to them in math class. I remember going to over to their desk. My veins were popping out because my muscles were showing, and in that moment, I felt like I turned into the Incredible Hulk. And I didn't. Unfortunately, I didn't turn green because I probably would scare the hell out of the world <laughs> just by turning green. But this, but uh, but when I uh, stood up to them, I went over to their desks. I remember looking at them dead in the eye, not even a blink. And they both looked at me as like, "What is he gonna do?" And they didn't even say that, but but they had the looks like, "What the hell is going on?" They didn't and, expect it. Yeah, and and I before they could even say one word, I yelled, I cursed, I called them every name in the damn book that I know, and it felt so good. And then I remember after. Everything I said, I was sent down to the principal's office. But that, but when I was sent down to the principal's office, my head principal that was from middle school then came to my high school. We kind of had a history, kind of good and bad. Uh, uh, and she and uh, she heard what happened, and she's like, "You're not in trouble." I'm like. I just said every freaking word in the book that I shouldn't probably have said. Yeah, and, but you stood up for the righteousness for 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 your friend who actually yeah. they were and making like, fun you of. You stood up to your friends. You yep. stood up to the bullies. Your teacher told me what happened, and and she's like, if your teacher has any complaints against you, it's like, it's like I I'll wave them off, and and. Uh, and a few days later, she gave me an award for staying on my hop on my own two feet. However, real quick, my twelfth uh, my twelfth grade English teacher was sort of a bully as well, and I would say I kind of well, she provoked me a little bit, and every time when I went to a classroom, I was like, "Welcome to the gates of hell." I got that line <laughs> off of two and a half men. Every time when Charlie went to his mother's house and say, like, oh, just keep driving until you reach the, reach the gates of hell. And so, and there, there was times where I said to her, I was like, oh, and I was like, where's your broomstick? You forgot it? You, I, I <laughs> She was literally the Wicked Witch of the West, though she had red hair. Oh. <laughs> Jimmy, I have to say, you know, I'm listening to you, and as you grew up, I think you you you've grown some some thick skin, and you became a little bit stronger uh, to to defend yourself the way you could. And uh, by the way, uh, you know that's unfortunate that you had to go it that way. It's unfortunate that you had to become you know tough cookie to actually deal with stuff and just be who you were to be at the time and say it the way you felt it, because you know it felt good. It got got it out of your system, and you know what? That's that shouldn't have been the case, but unfortunately, everything that you had to deal with was in the wrong way in terms of how you were treated. And so that's the problem with all this. 
people are not prepared. They're not uh, educated enough to deal with autism or any other type of problem. I mean, and 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 or or any other condition for that matter, not a problem. And you were able to do this throughout the years because you had developed. And one thing that you said, which which is actually, uh, I guess, it's intriguing because you mentioned something about losing weight, which means that you that by you implied the idea that you had gained weight before. Uh, and as you were younger and so as you got into more gym and stuff you became fitter and things like that and then that gave you some of the confidence uh, and that in itself that shows that you know the things that you were going through were you know basically talk, talking about stress and eating and all the stuff and that's that's the other part that people probably made fun of because that's the other thing these kids you know unfortunately i've gone i've gone through them you've gone through them and and a lot of people are going through this all the time. Some people are just afraid. Some people are not standing up to themselves, to to you know, on their feet, as you said, and and, and to the, against the bullies. And it is not fair. It is not just. And I think today things have changed a little bit. A lot of the schools are a little bit more sensitive, more educated to a degree. I don't think we're there yet. Uh, but that's that's just the way it is. But so I wanted to ask Jimmy one thing, and I'm sorry I, I cut you off. One thing I wanted to ask is that throughout this process. You know, was there any medical intervention for you, like something that you were going through in terms of whether uh, uh, physical, you know, medicine, things that you were taking or a doctor that's been, you know, pretty much working with you to get you through this process as well? And I'm not talking about psychiatry. I'm talking about medical, physical. No, uh, I had a psychiatrist who I liked for a few years, multiple years. And then, uh, let's say, later on in life, uh, she made a big mistake, and then I left. And uh, just for personal reasons, and because I kind of felt like she was only seeing me for, for a paycheck, and I was like, and, and she wouldn't, like, let me... Uh, tell my side of the story if it, if me and my mom had an argument, and and I wouldn't mind if she agreed with my mom on a on off uh, on a topic and disagree with me. But as I, I like to hear my side of things, and she uh, just so I I left her, and but I, I was taking Prozac and. Risperdal at one point, but I hated those because one they uh, made me gain weight. Well, and my poor diet back then. Well, not even diet, but my poor lifestyle back then. But then, uh, but but the messenger didn't help either. And I also didn't like it because it just masked my true feelings. And it's and just like, oh, it's helping you. And it's like. Well, if you ever seen the movie The Joker, uh, I mean the recent yes, one, yes. he's like, "I'm always happy," and and that's <laughs> like me. That was like me. It's like, "Oh, I'm always happy," and it's like, "Screw this!" And it's like, and, but deep down inside, it's like, "Yeah, on the outside, I'm really happy. On the inside, it's like, you suck, you suck, you suck." <laughs> I mean, of course, but uh, but like since it was masking everything, I, I could I didn't get to say anything. I mean, of course, I wouldn't say that uh, now, or I wouldn't even say that uh, back then, or maybe I would have because I didn't have really much of a filter. 
but but I didn't like the masking. If if I, if I wanted to feel ha- happy, I want to feel happy. If I want to feel sad, I want to feel sad. If I want to be well, you angry, should. I want to be angry. Well, and maybe some people like the masking, but for me, it's like this feels forced. I don't like this. And sometimes it didn't always help either because I still felt annoyed and frustrated. It's like, I have a mix of emotions and this thing is just, hey, it's just blocking my emotions. And it's like, yeah, I basically became like a brick wall. And it's like. <laughs> that was a good impression. <laughs> Thank you. You froze I'm, there for a second. That was good. I thought literally the camera froze. <laughs> but listen, Jimmy. I, I, by the way, I, I appreciate your you just being as as open about it as possible. And 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 by the way, thank you for sharing that because we all are entitled to our own emotions. And you know, yes, we can control to a degree. But to your point, if you are constantly like just blah, and you know, it's like again, you're drugged, then you're not in your true state. Whatever the case may be, is it to control maybe your emotions, whatever? Again, I'm not an expert in, in the autism, you know, level and what to do with, you know, different different levels. And but but it doesn't matter. You are Jimmy, and Jimmy needs to be feeling, you know, as he should. And you're right. If this stuff is not working out for you and you felt that way, then maybe the doctor could have changed something. Now, again, I'm not stating anything about the doctor's diagnosis or prognosis and, and, and treatment here, but you are there. The patient and you know i guess the listening part to to your needs and stuff should be part of it again they probably can have a different argument about it what that was what's needed because of the situation whatever the case may be but but you did it and you stopped seeing this doctor so what happened then you stopped period taking medication i stopped taking medication and she then this doctor also uh for instance when I was going for after I graduated high school, uh, she wouldn't let me get off the medication until I get like a part time job. So I got a part time job here and there, but she still wouldn't let me get off the medication. And it's like, why are you doing this to me? And it's like, if I'm doing well with my emotions, I should, and if I want off, I want off. She's like, I'm not letting you get off. And it's like, so you're forcing me to take this piece of crap medication that I don't want anymore. And she's like, and she wouldn't answer the question straight. And it's like, oh, so you're doing this chicken crap game with me. And it's like, I'm not going to stand it. So I, I, I kind of, let's say, I made an embarrassment out of her in front of her community because uh, I walked out, slammed the door, and I was totally pissed off. She wanted me to come back in. It's like, why? So I can hear more of your stupid rules. And it's like, I, I play by your damn rules. And here's where I got me. And I never saw her ever again. She did later on admit to my mom. And my, my mom told me this. I didn't know this at the time because I was all too pissed off to even listen to one word she had to say anymore. Uh, because she lost my trust. And when, let's just say, overall, any doctor loses your trust, it's time to find a new doctor because the relationship is just gone. The connection is just gone. And so it took me a while, and I found a psychologist uh, because they can't prescribe medication. 
No, I'm not saying, okay, if the medication works for you, go right ahead. It worked for, I mean, in essence, it did work for me. I mean, because it had the effect for me, but I just didn't like the feeling and I didn't like that she was using it again. In my opinion, I felt like it was against me. I was like, I'm not allowing you to do this until you do this. And then she just kept on changing the damn rules. And it's like, holy freaking crap. And it's like, and it's kind of like what I'm ex- I experience now in, in some state, in some cases for my business is where I'm playing against, playing with by everybody's freaking rules. And then they freaking change it. My companies change it without even notifying me, et cetera. And it's like, I'm playing by everybody's freaking rules. And then no one tells me anything. And then when I get pissed off at that company, and they all look at me and, and say, we don't understand why you're pissed off. And it's like, you don't understand why you're pissed. I'm pissed off. And it's like, what the freaking hell? <laughs> well, well, Jimmy, you said something earlier on the show about you like consistency. You like things a certain way. I mean, you would think that, I mean, I'm listening to you right now and our audiences are, you know, you would think that someone with an expertise would understand that's your personality, that's what you need. And therefore you need to have some level of, of staying, you know, the same, same pace, everything, because that's what makes you. And actually that leads me to my question. The next question is that what makes Jimmy, you know, nice and just living happy and good, you know? What doesn't obviously is everything that is disrupted, and I, I can see that clearly from your, you know, the, the 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 discussion we had so far, you know. So it's not I. I'm listening to you for about forty minutes, and I I'm getting your pitch. I get I get you, you know. And you would think that people around you that know you more probably would. And again, maybe I'm wrong, uh, but at least based on what I'm hearing, uh, you know, there is you and there is the autism and and you are dealing with it you are successful at this point you're doing a lot of good stuff but there's there is the stuff that makes you happy the stuff that makes you take and do good things and the stuff that actually gets you upset and it is not difficult to see it if you, you are expressive you are talking it's not like you're not telling people what you feel so so you think that people would understand that and work with you accordingly. And and it's not even like accordingly, meaning that they have to be specifically changing the treatment. It's just that, you know, you deal with, with Hurricane as Hurricane. You deal with Jimmy as Jimmy. And we deal with everybody according to who they are and their personality. And we can adjust accordingly as we meet a lot of people in our lives, right? And so you, you've gone through this. Now, now I want to just jump a little forward, uh, just in the interest of time. You've gone through this, this difficult times originally, but then you've outgrown that and, and you've taken it to the road. Then you started working out and you, you know, I, I'm not sure if you, I'm assuming you still do, right? Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. So then you work in and now, and then you decide to start your own company. And so I wanted to, to go to that item, you know, the idea that you started your own. So first of all, congratulations for that, because a lot of people are afraid to do that and it's difficult and it's scary. And most people are afraid because of the risk and so on and so forth. But you took that leap and you did it and you did it within the realm of your expertise or at least your experience and what you want to achieve with it. Now, it's funny because you have the name of crazy fitness guy, right? <laughs> you know, so, so what, what, what was, what, what made you start crazy fitness guy? Well, what made me start it was. I, I felt like they, there needs to be a uh, 
a uh, a a way to support people in the autism community that wasn't just autism mm. because now I'm going to just name a few names. Now, I'm not going to. I'm not bashing them. I'm just just naming some. Like for instance, you got the autism autism speaks. I do not like. No one in the autism community likes them because they, for years, and they still do. If you know where to look, their mission was to cure autism. Now that's the only company I'm going to just bash. But but the other companies like there's Autism Parenting Magazine. I mean, they're great resources. I mean, Autism Parent Magazine is a great resource. Uh, I don't. It's like I don't hate the name. I mean, I don't. Uh, uh, and then there's the Autism Society. But my point being is that the autism community, what I've learned over the ages uh, of being autistic myself, is that. We would like we want to be more than just autism. Mm. We wanted to we don't well I'm I'm gonna speak from my point of view is that you know I don't like the programs with the words special or uh, uh like or best like for instance best buddies mm-hmm. uh special education mm-hmm. uh I, I don't like the words um uh special olympics etc now i'm not bashing any of those programs but someone who has similar traits like i do will see that in a negative light because it's like well what makes special olympics special and i i just don't like those words because it's like well like you're different really not that nothing that special about special education that yeah like my school district did a crap load of a crappy job of handling special education they you know remember the game uh maybe the, with the blocks as a kid where, where you, you put the blocks in the correct hole well they my school i i think they forgot how to play with with blocks because they put <laughs> they were trying to shove a square uh a square peg in a round hole it just doesn't freaking fit and so they just put all of, it's kind of like uh uh the rudolph the red-nosed reindeer movie they put all the misfit toys in on one island because no, no one wants to play with them i mean that didn't sound right but 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 my point being is that they my school shoved everybody in the special education classes well one size fits all no it clearly does not because with me i uh, not to sound demoralizing to anyone, but I was at a higher reading level than, for lack of a better word, than everyone else in my class. Everyone, well, I, I, I don't know what other levels there were. I, I'm, I'm just using uh, as an example. And at the time when I was in seventh grade, 
I was I was reading all the Harry Potter books. I might not know everything word for word, but I, I, I knew other words. And when I didn't know a word, I believe Google was around at the time. And so I might have Googled the word. Or I might ask my parents. I would ask my special education teacher. But I read them cover to cover. I read them all seven books in seventh grade. Well, actually, technically, yeah, I think seventh grade. I think the seventh book was out in seventh grade. Uh, and she, and, uh, but yeah, it's the, the, the one size that fits all doesn't work. And I, I just don't like the, just the special and everything and the best buddies. It's like, oh, this person's going to be your best buddy. I'll make my own friends. Thank you. You know, Jimmy, I'm listening to you, and I want to thank you for for sharing this particular part of the opinion, that your your version of it, because people are looking at the world from their lenses all the time. You know, I, I see the world from my own lens, you see it from your own lens. And sometimes we tend to judge according to how we see things, but we don't always think about how you feel, how you see things, right? I think that's our that's a mistake that we have across the board. We see that in religion. We see that in race. We see that in, you know, different, you know, uh, 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 diagnosis. We see them a lot of things, you know, in, in life and society. We see it on social media today. And and the, the idea is that, I love what you said, is that what's so special? Yeah, I mean, we give that the name of special because maybe it's different, but what's different? You know, who like we, we use the term normal. What is normal? I mean, literally, we can go philosophical on this, and probably we will never end the discussion about what is normal. And it just we adopted the normal status of something that probably is consistent across maybe a larger group. That doesn't mean necessarily it's normal. And uh, you know, and I will definitely ask this question to our psychiatrist, you know, at the end of the month because I'd like to actually get some of that. So I have to jot that down when I finish the show because I want to get his perspective on this because that's the part you have lived a very successful life to date and you are innovating you are doing things just like everybody else i am doing a podcast you're doing a podcast you have your business many people have a business some people don't have autism and don't have business you do so it is not necessarily defined by your condition whatever situation you're in it's defined by your will and your personality and your way of thinking you have dreams like everybody else you have emotions like everybody else you might have a different way of dealing with it we all have different, by the way, I don't think there's anyone that's really normal. <laughs> just just my opinion. I think we all have some level. Of, uh, we have some normal of our own version of whatever it is, uh, but it's not normal, right? And we all think that we are fitting in a particular group or the other, but it doesn't mean that way because we all have our own deficiencies. We all have our own limitations. We're human. I think all humans have a level. I mean, actually, we did have this discussion in, in, in with uh, Dr. Haim, who was actually our, uh, uh, you know, standing psychiatrist on on, on the, the station. And you know what? He did say it. And he broke it down to the, the way that I think we all have something wrong with us <laughs> to a degree, meaning that we are not all perfect. There's no such thing as perfectness. We, you know, and I, I forgot the words he used, but the concept is that we all are not, you know, as we think we are. We have our own limitations and we have to be aware of that. And so when we judge, we judge others, we judge them just because we want to judge people, but we seldom look at ourselves. Many of us don't look at the mirror and just like, hmm, what's wrong with my with this picture? 
We don't. Many people don't have that. We'd rather look at somebody else, judge. And then as a society, we kind of put elements or put different groups in different buckets because it's easier to maneuver and, and kind of judge and discuss and, and apply. But that doesn't mean. But what you are doing is really moving that kind of, uh, you're almost challenging that. And I'm not. I'm sure that's not, you're not the only one. Many people have done that, challenged it, and successfully so, meaning they've done it, they have proven it, and you are proving it to date. And I know this is not stopping here. You're going to continue your journey and you're going to do this. And so, again, you are creating an awareness to people that they can do it. And by the way, it's not just about autism. I mean, I think anybody can do anything if they want to, now, unless they have a limitation that is a barrier that they cannot, you know, function. And and, and we've had, I mean, you know, um, uh, Steve Hawking, I think, uh, the uh, is that the name? The scientist completely you know blanking the name right now uh but he is he was you know in a wheelchair he had you know uh, a different you know uh condition he's brilliant but, but you know there's so many things that you know we we can't judge on on what we see and what we don't you know what we don't understand and everybody has the ability to do things we just sometimes we don't allow people to do these things because we cannot close them or bucket them or we to your point you were in a class with different levels of maybe learning capacities right and to your point someone can say well the resources are limited because we cannot afford to have a class for each you know level right we have just two level here's your 99 percent. they're really like right and these are the other ones that may not be and and that's how they do but it's not right it's not right to judge that you know uh when you're what we call special ed doesn't make you any less valuable or less smart than the other guys I actually have seen that in the world where it lapses down over time. You know, someone that you think right now that is they're very not bright, you know, because you judge them. In the future, they be the they be the ones who actually are excelling in life. And someone that you think they had the brightest future, they're probably not. Life has proven these over time, and unfortunately, we don't reflect on these elements. We think those are exceptions. They're not exceptions. We are making it difficult for ourselves. We are because we are closing our eyesight. We're not seeing the world for what it is. But you are creating a whole new world for people, a whole um, uh, inspirational you know, aspect of things. So I want to thank you for that. And, I, and, and again, I, I commend you for what you're doing, dude. It's, it's just a true pleasure to have you on and a true pleasure to hear what you're doing. So, so, so let's continue about your work now at Crazy Fitness Guy. So basically what Crazy Fitness Guy is, it's a motivational website slash podcast slash live stream. Uh, I, I created it to, like I said, to be a resource in the autism community, but I didn't want to just cover autism. I wanted to cover fitness, lifestyle, nutrition, self-help, self-care, uh, anything that makes up a healthy living lifestyle because i saw a lot of my friends who have extra challenges some who don't who have put on some let's say some extra weight uh, <laughs> i mean i'm not calling them fat i'm just saying that uh and so i was like huh you know as i was, like, I, was I, I, I was like Some of my uh, friends who relied on the gym for ever and ever and ever, okay, maybe not forever, but 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 way before the pandemic, 
they went to the gyms, uh, work out with their uh, support person or personal trainer, where I where was beneficial for me for uh, in the pandemic when everything was online is that uh, I had karate. I also had uh, uh, at Tiger Showman's, and so. Uh, I, I, even though it was on Zoom, I was still, uh, it, it helped me differentiate the days. But then also, uh, I had Beach Buy on Demand, which gives me access to like hundreds of nutritional programs, uh, recipes, and thousands of workout programs. And, uh, and I'm glad because, you, you know, it, 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 Science has proven that exercise is good for your health, manages your stress levels, manages uh, your overall thinking. You know, I, I was always afraid that the times when I stopped working out because I was sick or, well, I haven't broken in my, I'm not even going to say that because I'll just jinx myself, but like, uh, if I hurt myself or something else or, or whatever, I would stop working out. But every time when I'm in a situation like I'm sick or lying in bed, I'm always like, I want to work out. This is like, of course I don't because I don't believe in. I was like, oh, I'm gonna sweat this thing out. It's like, mm-hmm. and like there was one time when I tried it. I tried it once, and I just got worse for another like two and a half weeks. And it's like. Oh yeah, that worked. <laughs> so I was like, I'm never doing that again. And so, but my point is, is that I, uh, uh, so I, I made Crazy Fitness Guy to be motivational to live healthier lifestyles. Now I'm not saying like, oh, just only eat healthy food. I still have a Christmas cookie here and there. I still have them in my garage. And I was like, but I only have them. I might have only one or two uh, on the weekend, maybe three if I'm, uh, but not all in one night. It might be like, okay, one here, one here, maybe one here. But uh, I was like, but sometimes it's just one and one. Saturday, Sunday, that's it. And sometimes it's just Sunday. Uh, but but like I said, it, uh, it, it's a it, it's a cheat meal, not a whole cheat week. It's not a cheat day every single day. Uh, you got to earn it. And so my, my podcast is an extension of my website. It provides same, it kind of provides, uh, it covers the same topics, but it goes into entrepreneurship, but also into, uh, I had, Motivational speakers, nutritionists, dietitians. Uh, I've also uh, had uh, authors and other podcasters, etc. On it, and like I said, my autism is the backbone of my brand, but it's not just about autism, and. It's not just gear for guys, even though it has the word guy in the name. And I say that is because I felt like some women who came on my show are who like, I don't know if this is right for me. And it's like, 
just because it has the word guy in it doesn't mean it's just for guys. And it's like, uh, and it's like, unfortunately, it doesn't tell me my who's reading my website and whatnot. But uh, they, uh, I, I've seen people. I, I've had men comment on my posts. I have women who comment on my posts. Uh, just everybody in between that, etc. I'm trying to make it a welcome community. It's it's not um, one size fits all. It's for everyone. It's it's not just. But I niche down just to be stand out from the crowd. No, Jimmy. To me, your name is perfect. I mean, just you know, crazy fitness guy. But doesn't mean anything. It's just you. That that's your name. And you know, people come in and talk about different things. And I love what you said. It's about lifestyle. It's about fitness. Ultimately, a good person is autism, but you are doing, you know, more diversified discussion topics, which is open to a lot more audiences and and share. I was going to ask you, like, uh, are you specific? Uh, it sounds like you're not dedicated just to autistic, you, know, uh, you know, folks. You're basically public, you know, to everyone that can listen and learn. And your guests are pretty much general, you know, uh, I guess, uh, knowledge uh, based. So it's not an issue. People come in and talk and you have different angles that you bring in. And, and I think because you're an autist, because you have been dealing with it, you are driving. I mean, I think you're motivating a lot of people. I, and I'm, by the way, I'm not. I'm. I'm pretty sure that's not just people who have autism. I think you motivate everybody. You motivate me. <laughs> to be honest with you, you motivate everybody because the fact is, you're doing. You're doing something. You're making a difference, and that's the part. People talk or do. You're doing, and to me, that is the most high, the highest level possible of any person in this society that we live today. If you're doing and helping and driving uh, information and you're sharing value and insights, there's nothing better than that. I mean, you know, knowledge is what is meant to be shared and you're doing that. You're helping and you're guiding, but you're also giving inspiration. You're giving a hope to other people that, hey, I can do this. You know, you know, there is an opportunity for me here. You know, Jim is doing it. I can do it. And that's actually sometimes that is important, being also a role model to a lot of other you know, people, being an innovator, pioneer. That's also something special. You know, and by the way, I know you don't like the word special, but I'm saying that here in a positive way. I mean, it's like unique. It's something that, that people should admire. Uh, it's it's that kind of thing. So so again, I, I'm I'm a fan <laughs> because I love anyone that is actually helping people and doing something to change lives and bring a different level of of information and insights to people to enlighten people. You're doing it, man. I, I, you know, again, you got a fan here. I, I don't know what to tell you, dude. Keep up what you're doing, man. You're doing it. You're helping people. Um, anything I could do to support, you know, I'm here for you. Um, and, and really, I hope that some, you know, folks that are watching and listening right now to the show currently or, you know, uh, later on, uh, just, just take and sink in the concept here and what Jimmy had to go through. And, uh, he is here today. Uh, as a testament to you know motivation to inspiration to real determination to succeed and help others so jimmy you know uh, you're you the man and i want to ask you what would be some of the uh, we're coming to the end show what would be some of your best advice right now to people watching and listening uh don't listen to the naysayers because i've uh i could Care, I, I can care less what they have to say. Uh, that they they told me I wouldn't be able to read higher than the second grade level. 
I'm currently in college. I would like to meet that person who said that to, about me. I've also, I've also, uh, they also told me I wouldn't be able to uh, clean, cook, tie my own shoes. I can do all of that. Uh, I've also, uh, and I, I also came over, uh, uh, they also told me, what else did they tell me? Oh, they also told me uh, I wouldn't amount to anything uh, when I was growing up. I've heard that before too. Uh, This April 12th of this year, I'll be up and running for six years. And yeah, I'm, to be honest, I'm, been making ends meet uh it's not paying for itself yet but i'm hoping i'm I'm like really hoping that this year will turn around since uh i think the pandemic is over i don't know because everybody all this um when my parents talk about the news they keep on saying this pandemic this then then and i i don't give a crap anymore i I was like I, i i don't know who's Who's right? Who's wrong? I don't care to even listen. And and that, but but I'm I'm to be honest, I'm 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 hoping that it it'll be a, a a better financial year and the past two years because it's been a dance hill a little bit, and uh and. Uh, I I have my own app. I have my own podcast. My oh, my podcast is going to be three years old this year as well. Don't let the number of episodes fool you. Uh, I've only I have forty two episodes currently, and that's because it's a monthly podcast. When I started everything, I was writing weekly. Now I'm writing monthly because uh, since my traffic plummeted last year, well, the last two years, as I if it's plummeted and I've been writing every freaking week, let me try once a month. Maybe I can create better quality. So I started to do that. And, and I've been in, uh, I, I enjoy, I like to, to be honest, I like to say I enjoy every second of it, but uh, that would just be lying. Cause I've been on an emotion roller coaster down and, and I always think, but my other advice to people is don't give up on your dreams because uh, people will always tell you, like, oh, I, I don't think that's possible. And the reason why they tell you that is because that's their mindset, not yours. And somebody told me that. I forget who. And it, it that, that st- stuck with me because I said, I've come this far. I put a lot of hard work and money spend a thousand bucks on a freaking trademark and and I, i'm i'm in this for the long haul and it's not a sprint it's a marathon and so don't ever give up on your dreams your dreams might be painful at times and i trust me mine has right and uh, and I, I'm learning not to always look at the data because guess what? Like I, what I've say multiple times on people's podcasts, 
Look at all the data that was wrong that people say about me. You're not going to amount to anything. Someone was a little blind about the future. I was like, they didn't even know me back then. And I was like, yeah, I know the data doesn't look the the brightest for autism, but doesn't mean we're totally useless. And it's like, we might have extra hard challenges, but when life is not hard, taxes are hard. Uh, driving can be hard, especially when uh, traffic jams and whatnot. Uh, cooking can be hard because directions can be, it takes a special kind of, per- I don't like that word. It takes a, uh, a very well-written person to write directions that people can understand because if you forget part B, well, how did you get to A? How did you get from A to C without going to B? And so that's my that's my wisdom to leave everyone is don't don't give up on your dreams. Don't listen to the naysayers, and yeah, listen to your own gut feeling. And if you want, and uh, at the end of the day, you have to look at yourself in the mirror. So. Do you want to see the person who gave up or do you want to see the person who, oh, you know, I I had to close my business because of something else for some other reason, but you didn't give up. But if you want to give up, you're the only one who has to look at yourself in the mirror at night and you have to live with that kind of guilt. Jimmy, I want to say this. You've motivated me right now. And, and, and literally uh, you can you you you're almost affirming some of the stuff and confirming some of the stuff that I you know I personally believe in, and listening to you, I I am literally you know just happy just to hear what you said. What you said is the biggest probably motivators of all mankind. If we use those two elements you stated right now, the fact that do not listen to the naysayers and the haters and the the negative people. One, two is don't give up on your dreams and achieve. You were told that you're not going to amount to anything, but that's the problem when people don't, they have short sight, you know, they don't see what you can do and your ability to succeed. They think that sometimes because you have a challenge that life is just, that you're not going to be able to overcome it. That's the part. What you said right now is really the core of all success. And many people, you know, have been told the same. I have been told the same and I'm not, there yet in terms of success but i can tell you i believe in that and i'll continue and only time will will show us and yes there is tough times that come through this if you want to maintain it it's that's the thing it's like when it gets the worst i mean it's like uphill and then then the roller coaster is like nice and smooth and hopefully there's no more you know uphill again but that's the idea but don't give up make it work so your advice is priceless man i'm telling you People watching and listening right now, uh, Jimmy is making a difference. Jimmy is making it and he will make it. And I know for a fact you will continue doing what you're doing. Nothing's going to ever stop you and you're going to do more and more and more. And I just wish you, you know, people will hear more about your story, hear more of your podcast. Anything I can do, dude, I mean, you're more than welcome to have your shows on on my network and, you know, I'll spread the model, you know, like wildfire because I do believe that, you know, it will motivate other people as well. So again, you have a, a friend, you have someone that can support, you know, any way I can do, you know, in terms of, you know, the media piece of it. Uh, and I do believe in your success and that you're going to do more, dude. So just keep up the great work. And yes, do not believe in all those folks that say no or you can't. 
Yes, yeah, you I'm, can. Do, do you mind if I say one more thing real quick? Oh, please go. Uh, uh, just to uh, just to share some success with you for with everyone listening, just to uh, just to help motivate. Uh, I've been uh, I've been featured in Autism Parent Magazine, uh, hence why I brought them up. Uh, not even just a page, two and a half pages to be exact. I also been featured in uh, in uh, in New York City Times Square on the Billboard. I have also been uh, featured in a co-author book that was just published January eleventh this year. And so now I'm an officially published author. Actually, I should say co-author. Uh, I don't know if I can. Uh, we co- we didn't cover that one, but <laughs> but thank you for bringing no, that up. But next time, and then, uh, but th- but then I also got featured in twenty other publications, big and small. Not, not like like the big big name ones, but uh, you will be will be soon. Uh, but then, uh, but then I also been featured on. I don't know if you're if you're familiar with um, with uh, the show Avatar: The Last Airbender. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I they have a podcast. I mean, an official podcast of the uh, of the show, and I got to meet Janet Varney and Dante Bosco. Janet Varney uh, was uh, the voice of Cora uh, and Legend of Cora. And uh, Dante uh, is the voice of Zuko in the show, uh, and he he. So I got to be I got to be on the uh, Avatar podcast, and it was flipping awesome. You know, I remember when I saw that they had the podcast. I listened to all their episodes and, and whatnot. I'm kind of behind now a little bit only because uh, I took a break from podcast. I mean, from listening to podcasts just because I was just all over the place and I was just was not in a good place near the end of last year as I was just like finishing up my last few business tasks. And like, this sucks. I need to finish this. <laughs> but, uh, but I, I remember towards the end of the year, I was like, I think it was like around in the summertime, it was like, It'd be really cool if I could ever be on the show because I've seen the Avatar The Last Airbender gone to my 112th time, almost finished my 112th time watching it straight through. Well, I mean, and not straight through, I don't do it all in one sitting, but uh, I mean, from start to finish. And and I remember I was like, I was like, who do I reach out to be on the show? I was like, I really want to be on the show. And finally, I, I did dig some digging and I got on the show. I was like, holy crap. And I just pitched it to them. It's like, I can literally say every, it was like, name one episode. I can tell you literally from scene to scene what happened, some uh, funny uh, references in the show. And, and I've seen it 111 times when I pitched it to them. And and I think, I, I bet you they, I stood out from a lot of people <laughs> who uh, saw the show and or maybe who pitched in. And so I, I was like, this is awesome. I got to meet the two celebrities last year. And I was like, and plus my business got, uh, but, uh, 
was awarded the 101 best fitness startup company startup company in Pennsylvania. You know, Jimmy, a lot of people that may not have autism may have not achieved what you've achieved today, to date. And this is just the beginning. I know you have a long journey ahead of you of success and you're just going to keep going. Nothing and no one can stop you, man. And I know that for a fact. And you know what? Just keep it up, dude. Don't give up on your dream. Just just make it happen. You're making it happen. You're making the time, the history, and people will know about your story. They'll hear about you and you will be uh, you know, out there as, as a, a motivator, as an inspiration, as a role model to many, and definitely as a success story. So just just... Keep up the good work, man. I love it. And uh, and by the way, thank you for for being on my show. Uh, I I am I'm humbled to 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 have you actually. And and really, uh, today was was something I was looking for because uh, while I have not had the opportunity to have someone from the the medical world of you know of the autism and the define autism and discuss that, I'd love to have someone. You know, at least I had you to talk about it from an actual experience of someone who is living with autism and had to deal with stuff it's one thing to hear it from an expert from like what what it should be it could be and how to be treated and so on and so forth and what the diagnosis and different spectrum and one is to hear the story of someone who actually been living it day in day out now as i said i don't want to mention who is on my family with, with with autism just you know for the show purposes but but you know i know i've seen it i i live with it i understand it and uh it it is it is something that you you know i want to also be part of to help and educate on and uh yeah so thank you so much for being with us man and i think we're gonna share this with the public uh and they're gonna hear it and they're gonna hear the story and i just hope that more people get reached to you and listen to your podcast as well so i will have the link now what would what where would they go to uh get your show and listen to it or even participate if they wanted to the best way is crazyfitnessguy.com just uh, everything is on the website, the podcast, uh, the live stream, all the videos. Uh, all, uh, uh, I like to call them articles. People say, oh, blog. And it's like, and that's a hobby. Uh, I'm an author. Uh, I, uh, and yeah, podcasts, live streams. I even have an app for people to download that all the uh, podcasts. The videos are not in there. I might put them in there eventually. Uh, it's all on the website, right? Yeah, yeah. Everything's on the website. Uh, and yeah, the, the live streams are in the podcast as, as an app as well. So, I mean, just if anybody want to take it on the go without having to go to crazyfitnessguide.com, I mean, I, the app works, the site works, everything works. Good. I'm supposed to. <laughs> what What about the book? You said you know you mentioned the the co-author. What's yeah. in the book? It's called uh, uh, Transformational. Uh, the sorry, it's called the Art of Connection. Uh, Transformational quotes: Three sixty five days of transformational quotes. I might have mixed the name up a little bit, only because, uh, like I said, it, I was only part of one page in the book it was like a hundred plus authors i didn't come up with the title that's and okay I, listen like, i i i don't have a book and i'm not even in half a page so i can tell you you know that's that's a, a full page ahead of me in author business so i'm not even but, you know, i mean I, if, if if i wrote my own book it, it would be like 
a very memorable name. I, I mean, not, not to bash the authors of this, the, I mean, the person who published it, but, but it's just a very worthy name. It's like the Art of Connection, 365 Days of Quotes. And like, I, I, I just felt like it just is quite long. And sometimes it's just like a mouthful. And so, and that's just my point. It just. <laughs> well, well, so Jimmy, is there a book in the air for you in the, in the future? I cannot confirm or deny. <laughs> this message will, will, what is it? This message will uh, self-destruct? <laughs> yeah. I'm secretly James Bond. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, yeah. Well, is that Mission, Mission Impossible? I think that's, that's that one. But but listen, hey, you know, I, I love it, man. I love it. I hey, I got, my co I got my second co-author book lined up, and that's due March 10th of this year. So, uh, yeah, I have like 3,000 words to write uh, by March 10th. So it's 4,500 huh? total, total words. So I get my my full chapter. So listen. instead of a page. Do, do your thing, man. And and again, like I said, you are doing it. You are, you know, really pioneering and, and making a difference. And you know what? Uh, that's, a you know, again, it's something to be proud of. Um, your parents should be proud of you. The world should be proud of you. And, um, you know, I think you got the support of everybody that's watching and listening right now on this particular, you know, platform and the show. So with that being said, I know we've exceeded the time, but it was just so, so much, you know, interest in this discussion and it was just beautiful. So I, I want to thank you, Jimmy. And I want to thank our, our audiences for watching and listening today. It's a long show, but you know what? I think, uh, going to the show from the beginning to the end, just going to like be a, a whole different experience for, you know, most of us watching and listening, you know, this can bring us to more motivation and inspiration and really, really want to do more and more and more. And again, we support you, Jimmy. So thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. So folks, that being said, Hurricane H here. We'll be talking soon. New day, new show on the topic. Talk soon. Bye for now.